It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be Welcome back to Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast, week number 13. The lucky 13. It's the day of my birthday, and we are coming back with you. <laughs> Got a slew of stuff for you today. Going to have some fantasy football on the podcast. Talking about that in the first and ten. We're obviously going to give you our our Degenerates Digest. We're going to do another loaded uh, Degenerates Digest with some uh, college picks with championship weekend going on this weekend. Um, We did have ten picks last weekend. I went five and five, uh, smack dab even in the middle, bringing my record to 41-51-4. Once again, I can never make a dent in that 500 trying and trying to get back to 500 so um i wanted be wanted it to be before the end of football season but it's possible it's it's more unlikely than likely at this point um considering you got less college games after this weekend yeah well we also have a bunch of bowl games that we're going to talk about in the coming weeks but we'll talk about that on the outro travis went four and six had one of his uh worst weekends that he's had all year I want to know how many weeks you've actually beaten me, though, because I don't think it's been many. It hasn't been many, but I'll take any win I can get them. Um, even though I went 5-5, five and five, you went 4-6, and six, but still you have a record on the year of 51-43-3, so still very stellar, and we both won some uh, money this weekend. I won a little bit. Travis had a big winner um, throwing a bet down on Mizzou. Uh, he threw a $1 bet on Mizzou to win, uh, what was it, 37-42? to 42. It was, yeah, winning margin 37 to 42. Just because it was plus 9,000, I was like, fuck it, I'll try it. Plus 9,000, so a dollar and he won 90 bucks. So hats off to him. We get some uh, some big number, wins like that every once in a while. Number 24 ranked Mizzou now, I must yes. add. Yes, yes. Number 24 ranked Mizzou Tigers. And for those of you who haven't heard yet, St. Louis is getting an XFL team in 2020. So the, the football no, it's it's legit. Like it's I read, legit this if the league doesn't fold before twenty twenty. That is that is true, but it's coming back anyway. Regardless, 
Real quick update on the Blues ticket giveaway. Remember, we have to. We wanted to average 60 listens per episode over the last six weeks. We are now two weeks in. This will be the third episode now when you guys are listening to it. Um, we had 28 listens last week, which isn't bad given it was a holiday weekend. You know, the lot, the first two are kind of wishy-washy with the with the first one being on a short week and the second one being a holiday week. But still, we usually get about 10 listens when we post an episode. So last week's will probably end up being, being around 40. But still, we need a big push from you guys these last four weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, Travis and I – Travis did the math. I did the math. We need about – to average about 75 over these last four. Um, obviously, you know, old ones will get listens as well. So not 75 going forward, but we still need to average that amount. So we need a big push. Remember, um, for every time you like a post that Travis posts on Facebook, um, featuring a whenever he dro- we drop an episode, you get an entry into the contest. Uh, following us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, you already get an entry. Retweet it, get an entry, and you um, share it. On Facebook, you get two entries into the contest if we do hit that goal. So if you do that, you share it, more people listen, you have more chances to win. So we're going to roll right into our first and 10 segment. Got some fantasy football, two starts, two sits, and either a sleeper or a bus player. First and 10 from the 45-yard line. All right, here we go with our first and 10. We've got some fantasy football for you. Um, those of you who have already clinched a playoff spot, congratulations. This may not be for you. But those striving to get an extra or a better seed in the playoffs, I should say, or if you're right on the brink of it, pushing to make the playoffs, here you go. We got two starts, two sits, and either a sleeper or a bust. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my first start. Um, Real quick, hold on, hold on. Also, some, some leagues are already starting their playoffs this week because they do the two-week playoff thing. Yeah, well, if you do that, then I feel bad for you because two week playoffs suck. But some some leagues do it. So, like Travis said, what anyway, they even so, if you are in the playoffs, this might be something for you if you're wanting to gamble a little bit. Because yeah. um, my starts are a little bit not gambling, but not your typical like great position player. So my first one I'm gonna go for you is a quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Love this guy. He's been killing it as of lately, and they play the Texans who've actually looked really solid, but they have to have a down week sometime. They've won eight weeks in a row, so someone has to knock them off their horse. Um, Baker has thrown one pick in the last three weeks and combined for eight touchdowns. He's available in 57% of ESPN leagues, so you might want to think about picking him up, especially if you had you know, a Joe Flacco, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mitch Trubisky, Alex Smith. Um, those people who got injured, or if you just want to replace that shitty quarterback like Aaron Rodgers has been doing lately. Yeah, I was going to say, or if you have a quarterback that just hasn't been performing. Yeah, well. I mean, he's Baker Mayfield's a serious look. He's had over 20 points in his last three starts, and I think at this point they're just looking to fuck up people's seasons, so I don't see him slowing down. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, Baker's a baller. I uh, wish he was a Dolphin. My first start is Jonu Smith, the tight end. From the Titans. Um, wasn't getting a lot of volume early in the year right after Delaney Walker went down. Uh, but these last couple of weeks, he's really been turning it on. Um, since they went on a bye, they had a bye game. They had a bye week four weeks ago. In those last four games, he's averaged about 12 and a half points in, per game in a PPR league. And also, and has also had a touchdown in three of those last four games. So since the bye week, he's had a touchdown in three of the last four weeks averaging about 12.37 points per game in a PPR league. 
Um, and they play the Jets this week at home. Um, so John U. Smith for me is a tight end spot. Um, I know there's only a few like really, really good tight ends out there. Kelsey, Gronk, um, now even George Kittle. Yeah, I think you feel like you lump him into that conversation. Uh, John U. Smith, for those of you guys who don't have those people, um, should get a serious look from you this week. I like it. Thought about it. Went a different way. Um, my number two, little, I dug a little deep for this pick as far as starting-wise. Isaiah Crowell. Ooh. Playing the Titans, who've been solid this year against the run except for the last three weeks. Last three weeks, they've allowed 343 yards and four touchdowns. Um, if you're banged up and you need a flex or a risky play and you're really wanting to, you know, put yourself on the edge, um, he might get you there. He may not be a bad look. He's not going to go crazy. I don't think he's going to go, like, over 20 points, but I think he'll get, he's going to get you a solid double-digit week. Look for, like, 60-something yards and a touchdown, maybe some yards out of, the, out of passing. Um, he's only available in 22% of ESPN leagues, though. But if you have him, I think he may be a good flex option. I will say, yeah, sounds like a good flex, which kind of leads into my next guy. Could be a flex or could be a good RB2 spot. If you're really looking, uh, uh, he's probably not available, but, you know, if you have him, you should probably play him this week. It's Philip Lindsay, the running back for the Broncos. Yeah. Um, just like Jonu Smith, um, this dude has been on a fucking heater since his bye week. Granted, it was two weeks ago, so they played two games since their bye week. But in those two, in those two games, he scored 26 points against the Chargers and 17 against a pretty good Pittsburgh defense last week. Um, both of those are obviously PPR point totals. They play Cincinnati this week, who's allowing the second most points to running backs in fantasy this year. So they are horrible against, against the running backs. And Cincy, their last three games, they've given up 32 points to the Browns, 27 to the Ravens running backs, and 56 to the Saints running backs. So Philip Lindsay should be on your radar if he's on your team. Start him. Like I said, good RB2, good flex spot, playing against, playing against the, uh, the, the Bengals this week. Yeah, even moving, even coming into this week, if you have Philip Lindsay on your team and you're not starting him, I want to see who your running backs are. But he had he had a couple bad weeks right there in the middle, man. Like where he yeah. didn't get a lot of volume. They had a lot of confusion in the backfield, but yeah. he, he's been solid. Yeah. All right, moving on to our two sits. Here we go, coming at you. Uh, my number one sit is Tevin Coleman. Um, he hasn't had a rushing touchdown since week seven. He's only had two on the year. He's had five receiving touchdowns. And I think that's the only that's the only up, up advantage that Tevin Coleman has, especially if you're in a PPR league. But even if it's a PPR league, I would sit him. They're playing the Ravens, who are fighting for a playoff spot and are second um, in giving up points to running backs this year. Um, an average of 16 points combined. So with Ito Smith seeing work over the course of Coleman's starting spot, I would say to stay away from Tevin Coleman this week if you're needing uh, high volume. He doesn't have very much upside. Absolutely. I 1,000% agree. He's gone down so much. I, always, I just always steer clear of Falcons running backs just because it's always – they always seem to like have a new guy like half of the year that they fall in love with. Um, yeah. That has been Ito Smith this year. Um, my first sit was another running back. It's Adrian Peterson uh, for the Redskins. Uh, no Alex Smith means no run means no passing game. And you know, you have to have a passing game to have a running game. If they have a running game, to have a passing game. So without Alex Smith, they really don't have much. And Philly can really kind of hone in and focus on the run. Yeah. 
Philly's been pretty average against running backs this year. They're thirteenth, ranked thirteenth against against RBs. I'm um, in fantasy, like I said, which is middle of the pack. But again, that no passing game piece really kind of hurts them. And the Eagles are fighting for the division still. They're still on the hunt. They're at home playing against a Washington team that if they beat them, they're right in the thick of it there with Dallas because uh, Dallas plays the Saints this week, and I think they're going to lose. So um, I would sit Adrian Peterson because I see his production just kind of uh, diminishing over the, the rest of the year. All right. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm not too high on Adrian Peterson anyway. Um, so that's a good one. My second sit is Tyler Boyd. Um, Andy Dalton is out for the year, and Jeff Driscoll coming in doesn't see – doesn't really show me any signs of looking up for Tyler Boyd owners, which is great because I own him in one of my leagues, and, yes, I am benching him. Um, he did catch a touchdown pass and saw 20% target share from Jeff Driscoll after halftime. I mean, but these were all in garbage time. I mean, they were down 35-7 to when he caught his touchdown pass. They're playing a Denver defense with the middle-of-the-line secondary. Um, I think they give – I think they're like 17th in points to wide receivers, which isn't great. But if A.J. Green's not in there, he's going to have Chris Harris um, shadowing him on the other side. So I don't see him having a great game because between Tyler Boyd and John Ross, that's the only two you're going to be able to focus on on that defense or on that offense. Absolutely. I mean, anything Cincy from here on out is just a wash, unless it's Joe Mixon, to be honest with you. Because, um, you know, Andy Dalton being out really kind of hurts that offense. Um, going off of that, I also have a receiver for my second sit. It's Jarvis Landry, uh, the wide receiver with the Browns. Um, now, now, I'm not saying the Browns aren't going to put up points or score, because I think they will. I think they're going to have a pretty good week this week against Houston. But you may be already sitting him already, because since Hugh Jackson's been fired in Cleveland – it doesn't look like Jarvis is really factoring into that offense. He's on, oh, since Hugh Jackson's been fired the last two games, because um, they had that bye week, he's only had five receptions for 52 yards. Um, and they play a pretty good defense in Houston already anyway this week. But I just think he's kind of being weeded out of that offense. I don't think he's a part of it anymore. They figure out they don't need him. Um, so Jarvis Landry, sit him if you got him. You probably already are, but do it anyway because I don't think he's ever going to see – production with Baker at quarterback in that Cleveland offense anymore. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Um, that kind of sucks. Big Jarvis fan, but that uh, do not start him if you're wanting to make that playoff push. All right, so I'm, we're going to move into our sleeper slash bust. Don't tell me who you have, but do you have a sleeper or a bust? I got a sleeper. Okay, I have a sleeper too. And I have a deep, deep sleeper. This comes from a position where if you don't have one of three or four players, you're probably struggling. It's tight end. Um, my sleeper is comes from a team where I told you to sit. My sleeper is CJ Uzama from the Bengals. Now, I know I said Jeff Driscoll wasn't you know, a high-end quarterback or he's not that good, um, but there are so many receivers rather than tight ends. So he, especially in a PPR league, um, Uzama saw 30% of Jeff Driscoll's target share last week. Um, so I feel like he's going to thrive. He's in, he may not catch a touchdown. He may not get a lot of yards, but I feel like he gets seven or eight targets. Um, they're going to be focusing on, like I said, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, Joe Mixon out of the backfield. It's going to free him up in the secondary. Um, I think this man will have, like I said, seven or eight catches, maybe 60 yards or so, possibly a touchdown. I don't really see it, but – I think if you're in need of a tight end, he might be a good look. I love that 
I do like that because, like I said, tight ends are very undervalued unless you have, you know, the Gronk, the Kelsey, the Kittles, people like that. You're not, you're not scoring like points. If, if, you're, if you're thinking – if you have Jimmy Graham and he's coming back from an injury, this might be a better play. Yeah, for sure. I went with another – I went with a, with a sleeper as well, like I said. I went with Curtis Samuel, the receiver out of Carolina. Dude has been on fire. Um, is only owned in 6.3% of ESPN leagues. So he may be, he may even still be there tomorrow, even after waiver wire is clear. When you guys are listening to this, um, I put a, I put I put in claims for him in a couple of leagues where I need it, where I need some receivers. Um, he's probably the hottest player in the waiver wire right now. Has scored a touchdown in three of his last five games and is averaging eleven point six four points per game in a PPR league in his last five games. However, two of those are outliers. One being a three point nine performance and a five point eight performance. Those are the two weeks where he didn't get in the end zone. So it's almost like if you're going to start and you're gambling that he's going to score a touchdown because when he doesn't score a touchdown, he's probably going to get you less than six points. But he's been on a hot streak. It seems like him and Cam Newton have a little bit of a relationship going, and they have a very favorable matchup this week. They're playing Tampa Bay, who does not have a great secondary at all. Um, they're kind of a fire of a team, a shitstorm of a team right now. Um, so Curtis Samuel, if you need a good receiver play, a good flex play, Going in, making that playoff push, or you're in the playoffs and you know someone's banged up, uh, you don't know if they're going to play, I'd definitely take a look at Curtis Samuel playing Tampa Bay this week for Carolina. I like it. So our two sleepers, if you trust us, one's available in 93%. Um, I forgot to mention CJ Uzama's available in 70% of leagues. So if you need them, they're there. And that's what we're here. Probably will be there in majority of your leagues even after waiver wire is clear. Um, so – yeah. Worth worth taking a look at. But we just wanted to kind of, kind of give you guys some thoughts going in as you're heading towards the fantasy football playoffs, as you're making that push. Um, and hopefully, you know, you start one of these guys and they go on a heater for you and help, help, help you get a W. So with that being said, we're going to roll into, into DeGeneres Digest with a fully loaded championship Saturday in college football and our usual four NFL picks. All right, we have an exciting jam-packed Degenerates Digest for you guys this week. We got another fully loaded 10 picks coming on for you. I don't know how many of you actually use these lines, but chances are if you roll with this, you're not losing any money. If you pick, if you pick the right ones, you're winning money. So we got a championships weekend, Friday night game, and then the rest Saturday for you. We chose the Power Five conferences and the – American Athletic Conference just because there's a number eight ranked team playing in it. So we will run through that and then give you our NFL picks. Um, first on tap, got the SEC game for you. This is in Atlanta at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Number four, Georgia versus number one, Bama. Bama's 13.5-point favorites. Who do you got? I am honestly have no rhyme or reason for picking them, and I really don't have any facts to support it, so I'll just keep it short. I'm going to take Georgia at plus 13 and a half. Um, Bama hasn't won by less than 14 all year, so I have no idea why I'm picking them. The only reason why I'm doing it because I know Georgia knows that they have to come into this game and literally give it every fucking thing that they have, like everything they have to try to even make the playoff and to upset Bama. So I think they're going to be in a, for lack of a better word, in a dogfight. Huh, get it? Uh-huh. They're the Bulldogs. Um, but they're going to be in a dogfight, uh, and I can see it being like a 10-point game. So 
I'm going to take Georgia at plus 13 and a half. Literally, if I had to rank these from most confident to least, that's the least confident. Just I don't know what it is. I I, just, I have a gut feeling. And I see where you're. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, and sometimes in gambling, you got to go with your gut. And say fuck the numbers and, and just go with your gut. It's a, and that's what I did with a lot of these. Um, not a lot. I'd say majority of these though. But I think this is the lowest Bama spread I've seen all year. Yeah. Maybe earlier on in the year there was one lower. Um, I get it's the SEC championship, and it's hard to say. Oh, you know the SEC championship is going to be won by by two scores, by two touchdowns. And as I will be rooting for Georgia to win, just because I'd love to see Bama go down, um, I can't convince myself to take them plus 13 and a half. I got to go with Bama by thir- with 13 and a half. They're winning by an average of 35 points. They played a lot of pretty damn good teams. Their smallest margin of victory was 22 points to A&M. I can't not take them here. So. Give me Bama. I know. That's why I said you look at the numbers and everything leads you to believe that you should take Bama. But I mean, as much as I hate them, I don't want them to win. I just can't not win. Yeah. I mean, that said, that's my least confident. Just something in my gut says I wanted to take Georgia. Anyway, oh, rolling into our next one. We got the Big Ten championship game of freaking snooze fest. Yeah. Northwestern versus Ohio State at 7 p.m. on Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. Who do you have in the Big Ten championship game, Trev? Um, Sorry, by, I, the way, by the way, Ohio State is a is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Forgot yeah, Ohio State, 14-and-a-half. That's a lot. Yeah. But I don't think Northwestern is that good of a football team. They lost to Duke. They lost to Akron. Their only notable wins coming from a Miss, or Michigan State team that finished 7-5 and five, and what I think is a mediocre Iowa team that somehow is 8-4 because the Big Ten isn't that great. Um, we all saw what Ohio State team can do, clicking on all cylinders. <clears throat> they destroyed Michigan. Like I said, I don't think Northwestern is very much anything. So give me Ohio State. I think they're going to need to win by that much if they're going to convince the committee. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm an indie vet. I'm also home from work at 6 and already transformed into a princess. Mommy, put on your crown. That's because I've got complete control of my schedule, plenty of shifts that fit my life, and a team like no other. It's a whole new way to vet. Indie vets. Should something happen for them to get in? Going off that, um, I'll just keep it real short. Uh, like, like Travis said, Northwestern is way overrated. Um, and if the Big Ten divisions weren't so weak and kind of lopsided, uh, they wouldn't even be there. Uh, I think Ohio State knows that if they win big and they get a good big win here, and other teams will lose that, that are in front of them that can lose, like Georgia and Oklahoma, uh, that they can sneak into the playoff. But 14.5 is a lot, um, whether or not it's championship game. But we saw them steamroll Michigan last week. Uh, so I'm going to take Ohio State minus 14 and a half as well. Yeah. Like I said, like they're going to need to put up as many points as possible should or when Georgia loses. It's going to be them or Oklahoma. So we'll see. Yep. Um, now moving on, we have the Big 12 
uh, championship as anyone wants to watch a high-scoring game. You should watch this one. You got number 14, Texas, versus number 5, Oklahoma. This is at Jerry World, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Oklahoma opens as 7.5-point favorites. Who you got? Yeah, uh, I'm taking Oklahoma at minus 7.5. I don't think Texas is good. Tom Herman's a douche. Horns <laughs> down all the way. The only thing Texas really has going for him here is that they have a decent defense. And I looked it up, actually, and they're 68th, though. Um, and Oklahoma they has the best defense in the Big 12, though. Yeah, and that's the thing. They have one of the best defenses <laughs> in the Big 12, but they're 68th in the country. But guess what? Oklahoma, by terms of yardage, has the best offense in the country. So it's no match. I think Oklahoma wins by two scores because um, wow. Texas is way overrated. They're not, they should not be 14th in the country. Yeah, I agree. I I picked Oklahoma as well here, minus seven and a half. But it's all it's kind of a game where I I'm going to be rooting against my pick because I love to see shit shake up down there. And the not for uh, Tom Herman though, I hate Tom. I was getting ready to say this. I hate Tom Herman. I'm not a big Texas fan, but I don't like. I'm not a huge Kyler Murray fan either. Like he's not a he's not a quarterback. I don't think OU should be in the playoff. Um, their defense is absolutely horrible. So if they do make the playoff, they're just going to get steamrolled. If they make the playoff and play Bama, they're going to lose by 28. Yeah. Their offense is too good, um, so that's why I picked them. But I'd like to see them lose. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, though. Um, I don't think so either because they're going to put up 56 points. It's going to be like 56-30. Yeah, for sure. Rolling into that, we're going to go into the Pac-12 championship game. This is the only one not on Saturday. It is Friday night at 7 o'clock at Levi Stadium in the Valley. Uh, not in the Valley, sorry, in, uh, in, in, the, in the Bay. In the Bay. Uh, I've had a little Jimmy Stella's tonight. It's Utah versus Washington. Um, in Washington is five-and-a-half point favorites. Uh, I feel like I know who you're leaning towards here, but who do you got, Trev? I am leaning towards Washington. Because I picked Washington State last week, watched that game, and they made – Washington made Washington State their bitch. I mean, I the get weather, that it – The weather fucked that one up bad, though. I get that it was snowing and it was shitty, but, I mean, their offense couldn't move the ball. So, I mean, then their defense looked pretty damn good. Like I said, I know it was snowing, and these teams look very, very similar on paper. Nearly identical numbers on their offense and their defense in regards to yards and points per game. Um, and Utah's kind of sneakily made their way into the top 20. I didn't know they were that good. Uh, I didn't even know that they were ranked. Um, but but good, also, good, is a, good is a stretch. Good. I didn't know that they were a top 20 team. Yeah. Because the Pac-12 is not very good. Yeah. Um, just going off of what I saw last weekend from Washington, I'm going to go ahead and take them minus five and a half. Yeah. You also have – you win this game, you go to the Rose Bowl, which isn't part of the – the playoff this year, um, Pac-12 winner always goes to the Rose Bowl unless it's involved in the playoff, which it isn't. So you have a, a, a Rose Bowl victory on the line, which I think Washington, they had that bad loss to Cal earlier in the year. Um, and if they can kind of recoup from that, win this game and go to the Rose Bowl, then this season will be a big success for them. Um, and they just, like you said, they're kind of, they just outmatch Utah, just like the Big Ten. If the divisions weren't uneven and weak, you know, this wouldn't even be the championship game. The championship game might as well have been last week when they played Washington State, in, in my eyes. Yeah. What scares me, though, is that Washington is 3-9 and nine against the spread this year. It's, that's the only thing that scares me. 
which is scary because that's pretty fucking bad. Fucking uh, two and nine going into last week. Yeah, exactly. But who, so who would have picked him then? Yeah, but Utah doesn't have the offensive talent um, to keep up with Washington's suffocating defense. They have really good defense. I saw that last week when I watched. It's like that was like the first Pac-12 game I sat and watched from from, from start to finish. Yeah, because it was the only one I was awake for. Yeah, because it wasn't on 10 o'clock at night <laughs> on Saturday when I was pissed drunk. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the uh, the Huskies at minus five and a half. Uh, pretty easy pick there, I feel like. Yeah, I I agree. That was – other than Oklahoma one, that was my easiest one. Yep. Um, moving on into the ACC, um, you have an unranked Pittsburgh team versus number two Clemson. Is at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Saturday night game at 7 o'clock. Clemson opens at 27-point favorites. I'm going to keep it short. Um, two weeks ago, you picked Duke plus 30 against Clemson. They covered. Yep. And last weekend, uh, fuck, I can't remember who I picked. South Carolina. South Carolina plus 26.5 against Clemson. They covered. So I am, for that sole reason, no other reason whatsoever – I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take Pitt plus twenty seven against Clemson, um, just because yeah. big spreads are stupid. Vegas keeps doing them to Clemson, and they keep getting fucking burnt on them. Unless they're winning a bunch of money because people are taking Clemson, that's the only reason why I could think that Vegas is doing this. Um, but smart people like you and I, and people that listen to this podcast, should take that plus um, the the underdog on these big spreads. So I'm gonna take Pitt at plus twenty seven, just for to, just for those two reasons, because you won money at Duke plus thirty two weeks ago. And I won money last weekend on South Carolina plus 26 and a half. So, boom, there you go. It is what it is. Pitt plus 27 is a play for me. Yeah, and I hate Clemson, so any chance I can get to root against them, I will. It's like filth in my mouth. Yeah. But ACC is not very good. I don't get how Pittsburgh's in their fucking championship game at 7 and 5. All these fucking conferences, the divisions are so uneven. The only one that's even close to being even is at the SEC. So, Pittsburgh – I'm going to throw some numbers at you that support Clemson very much. Pittsburgh gives up 110 more yards on defense, and they put up 150 yards less. But I'm a firm believer, and it's a championship game, and you're not going to want to embarrass yourself and lose by more than 27 fucking points. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well, plus 27. Damn. All the same picks besides that first one, the SEC. Real quick, um, the American Athletic Conference game, we threw this one in there. It's kind of a bonus um, next to the Power Five just because UCF's playing in it. It's Memphis. It's at UCF. Yeah. Uh, it's at their home stadium. And it's Memphis. Uh, sorry, it's sorry. Central Florida is minus three. They are the favorites at 230 on Saturday. Who do you have here? This one was tough because Mackenzie Milton went out. That brutal knee injury last weekend, and that's the only reason UCF is, you know, only favored by three points. Um, it's tough for me, especially because their backup came in. He has five of 14 for 81 yards. I think he's more of a runner. He had 10 rushes for 51 yards. And my gut is telling me here to take Memphis because their quarterback hasn't seen the field all, all year. And I don't think, but I don't think UCF is going to give up, especially since it's at home. They're all like, oh, we won the national championship last year. We deserve a shot at the playoff. I think that they're going to go ahead and get this win and prove that, you know, they are who they say they are. and They're going to keep going undefeated. Their defense is really solid in the red zone. I think they only give up 19 points per game. So I'm going to go out on the limb and take UCF here, minus three. 
All right. Uh, another disagreement on the last college pick. Um, for the same reason you said, like I said, McKenzie Milton went down. Um, hope, he, ho- hope he gets better. That was a pretty brutal knee injury for such an athletic and talented quarterback. Um, that really sucked to see. But I'm going to take Memphis at plus three. Just for that reason, um, UCF, you know, they can't go undefeated two years in a row. I just can't believe they're going to do that. Even if they do win, I don't think they're going to get in the playoff because of McKenzie Milton's injury, just for that sole reason. Yeah, no, they definitely won't. Yeah, so I think Memphis coming here with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to be like, okay, we can finally knock them off. We have our chance, and uh, I think they'll do it. Memphis is a, is a pretty decent team, um, so I'm thinking about plus three in that AAC championship game. All right, there we go. We'll see. That'll be uh... – That'll be a good one to watch, I think. I think these will all be good except for Pitt and Clemson. Pitt and Clemson, yeah, that's just going to be Maybe a lot from the get-go. Northwestern or Ohio State might be pretty bad too. Yeah. I mean, really the only one I care to watch is Bama. So we're going to move on into our NFL picks. Um, last week I did not do good on the Turkey Day picks. It kind of fucked me over just like the amount of food I ate. So, What would you do, one and one and two? One and two, Dallas saved me. I went two and one. So, well, thank you, Detroit. So we have our th- three NFL picks, right? No, four. Four, yeah. Four. All right, my first one. I am going to go ahead and go. I picked the Redskins at the Eagles. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, the Colt McCoy era has not been fond for Redskins fans. They've lost both games that he's played in, and for the Eagles to stand any chance for whatever playoff hope they have left, they need to come out strong. Um, I think Wentz finally picks it up and has the game that everyone's been wanting them to have, and they get a solid win here at home. Um, they've had a tough schedule lately. Redskins have fallen apart. Um, give me Philly minus six and a half. I like that a lot. Like that a lot. Totally overlooked that one. Uh, my number four game for the week is going to be a game we talked about earlier when we did the fantasy football in the first and ten. It's Cleveland at Houston. Houston is six point favorites, but I'm taking the other side of that. I'm taking Cleveland at plus six. Um, they've been surprising. Uh, we talked about it, like I said, in the first and ten. Um, yeah, I know they beat a down and out Bengals team last week, but they kicked the shit out of the out of the Bengals last week on the road. Um, and they can really make things interesting in this game. Houston's won eight in a row since they started out 0-3, and, um, and they're bound to lose eventually. They're not going to go, you know, on a 13-game winning streak into the playoffs. They're going to lose one eventually. Not saying it's going to be this one, but I think it could be. Just for that reason, I'm going to th- think that the Browns are going to keep it close, and I'm going to take Cleveland at plus six um, with my boy Baker Mayfield back there slinging the rock around and uh, – Nick Chubb running the rock and uh, David Njoku really coming out of nowhere as well. So I'm yeah. take, take the Browns at plus six. Plus six. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like I said, it's my, it has to come to an end at some point. It's my least confident for a reason. Yeah, but they have to come to an end at some point. I mean, yeah. they've won eight in a row. I see where you're going with there. 
All right, my, my third confidence level pick, the next one is the Colts and the Jaguars. The over-under is 47.5. Go ahead, and you're going to want to take that under. Mm. The, Jag- the Jaguars are starting their backup quarterback. They don't have Leonard Fournette. I don't see them scoring more than seven points. So the Colts can score 40 for all I care, which I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but the Jaguars literally cannot move the ball at all. Um, so that's me. Uh, that's my only reason to take the under there. I like it. I didn't at first, but you kind of convinced me. So maybe you convinced our listeners as well. <laughs> my third confidence level pick, I also have an over-under, but I am not taking the under. I'm going to take the over in the Rams at Lions, and that over is 55. Um, we all know the Rams have a good offense. We've seen it time and time again. Brandon Cooks, um, Todd Gurley, you know, all the weapons they have over there. Um, but the Lions can also put up points. They have a really good offense. If Kerryon Johnson can come back, the Rams don't have a great defense. Like I said, if they get, if they get Kerryon Johnson back, Matt Stafford can kind of sling the rock around, and, you know, that'll help. I still think the Rams are going to kill him, but I see it because the Lions' defense is horrible. But I can see it being like a high-scoring affair of like 45 to 27. So – Go ahead and you want to you hit the over on 55 in that Rams-Lions game and fucking hammer it. Hammer it. So that's my third confidence level, over 55 Rams at Lions. I like it. And I couldn't decide whether I wanted to make my next pick, my number two, or my lock. I would hammer both of them. Definitely this one, Saints at Cowboys, over, under, 53 and a half. I feel like this is very low. Saints are killing it. Cowboys are picking it up lately. Yep. They're both rolling. They average 58 points together. And on a Thursday night game, prime time, they're going to come out hot. I mean, hit the over 53 and a half here. Either way, the Saints are going to put up, you know, 30 points on their own. Yeah, no, I, I like it a lot. So. Like, like we said, even though you bet the under earlier, life's too short to bet the under. Um, but yours, yours made sense. Um, so I like that pick a lot. My second pick – is the Colts in the Jacksonville game, but I am picking the spread in my second pick of the week, and I'm taking the Colts at minus five. I mean, no Leonard Fournette, Cody Kessler's playing. What scares me though is they could get a little bit of that backup quarterback magic um, that we saw with Brock Osweiler against uh, the Chicago for Miami, um, but and and also the Colts have won six in a row. No, five in a row. Still, I think the Colts are the way better team. I don't think they lose. I think they win by, t- by at least a touchdown. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts at minus five for my number two game of the week. And that leads perfectly into my lock of the week, which is Colts minus five at Jags. And we all saw the Jaguars last week, and we've seen them all fucking year, ever since they were 3-0 and or 3-1. and They're a mess. They're even worse. Fournette suspended, like I said. Cody Kessler is their damn quarterback. Um, there's no chance. Colts are fighting for their playoff spot. As much as I'd like to see him lose for the Dolphins' sake, they're not going to. Like I said, Jags don't score more than 10 points in this matchup. Give me the Colts minus five. Dude, fuck the Dolphins' playoff chances because it ain't going to happen. It's um, not going to happen, but I, what I'm saying is – I'd like to see him lose, but there's no chance. Should have lost last week, but I digress. Anyway, my lock of the week is a game that Travis talked about earlier, Saints at Cowboys, but I'm talking the spread here. Saints are minus eight. 
It's a Thursday night game. And, I mean, it's there's not a lot of numbers I can say here. Except the Saints are probably, <laughs> in my eyes, the best fucking team in football. Um, they have a great offense. They have a great defense. And uh, not great defense. A good enough defense, I guess I could say. They have a pretty decent defense. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys won three in a row. I get it, but they're no match for the Saints. I mean, the Saints roll in the Jerry world, and they beat the Cowboys by 10, 14 points. I still think the Cowboys put up some points, though. Um, it should be a fun game to watch. But go ahead and give me Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and that whole funky bunch of people down there in NOLA. I'm going to take the minus eight, and I'm going to keep rolling that dice until that shit wears out because I did the same thing last week, and, and, and I won. So um, Saints minus eight is the lock of the week there, folks. All right, there you have it. Of the ten picks we've given you this week, four, five of our picks are the same. So, take with that what you will. But we gave you some variety in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of going here on out from, for, for the college, it's going to be kind of weird because um, we got bowl season coming up after this. Um, we're going to figure out how to kind of deliver those picks to you um, in, a, in a little bit of a different format. Might have to brainstorm around on that one. We're going to continue on with the NFL picks. And the season's really winding down, man. It's kind of sad. Um, this is the last big weekend of college football, and then we have bowl season. And, I mean, shit, after this weekend, we only have, like, what, five more weeks in the NFL left? Not even? Uh, yeah, five. Yeah, so um, it's winding down, but it, it's been a fun road. Hopefully I can get back to that 500 mark or up to that 500 mark. Um, and we, we, we can win some money. I won some money last weekend. If you guys want to gamble, hit us up. We have two, two different gambling sites we've been using. Travis is using Bovada. I'm using my bookie. Um, so hit us up if you want codes to either of those, if you want to gamble, because it's really fun to gamble on, on big games like this, like, like, like this weekend um, when it's championship Saturday going on. Uh, with that being said, that is our show. Um, again, like, um, like us on Facebook and Twitter and do all that stuff. And remember, share to get some entries into the Season of Giving Blues Ticket Giveaway. Remember, we have to average 60 episodes. I mean, sorry, I said it again. I did the same shit last week. We have to to average 60. I think we're giving 60 episodes to you guys. Yeah, we have to average 60 listens per per episode over these last six weeks. We're sitting right about a little over 30 per episode the last two weeks. Um, So we need a really big push these next four weeks. If you like us on Facebook, you like us on Twitter, you automatically have got two entries right there, an entry apiece. Um, if you retweet our post on Twitter when Travis drops an episode, you get an entry then. You like our status on Facebook when Travis drops an episode, you get an entry then. And if you share it on Facebook when Travis drops an episode, you get two entries that way. That like gets more exposure, we get more listens that way, and we can reach our goal. Maybe you get to go to a Blues game with us after the holiday season. All right, guys, uh, with that being said, that is our episode. We will see you guys next week, um, and we appreciate you listening. And make sure to gamble, gamble, gamble on that big Saturday. Hit us up for some codes, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Yeah, for sure. DM us or something. If we don't hit that that listen limit, we're going to go to that Blues game by ourselves. So, fuck you guys. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. I drink till I'm drunk, yeah. smoke till I'm high, yeah. castle on the hill, wake up in the sky, you can't tell me I ain't fly, you can't tell me I ain't fly, I know I'm super fly, I know, I know I'm super fly, I the ladies love love yeah. me,
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 